If you feel that life is just getting you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Hello, everyone. Grab your phone and your hula hoop. Hula hoop and talk on the phone right. I can't even walk and chew gum. Seriously, guys. Serious. I am serious. So for all the other Myrnas out there, we will accomplish this together, okay? All right, so the phone thing I'm is easy. I'm not Myrna. <laughs> Thanks. The phone part is easy. You just call us, right? The hula hoop. Well, are you ready? So let's go. Okay, so get in position. You know, got to stand up. Legs shoulder width apart. Might have go out of place. Hula. <laughs> That's your problem. Hula hoop around waist. Ready, set, drop. The hula hoop to the floor. Now look down at your feet. <laughs> you have transformed your hoop into a bubble. Your personal space, your comfort zone. Look down there at, at the hula hoop around your feet. That's your boundary. The space between you and the other person, you and the world. What about the people who don't have a hula hoop? Oh, well, let me see. You can draw a circle on a piece of paper and write me in the center of it. Uh, maybe draw a hula hoop. You can. If you're an artist. Yeah, well, most everybody can draw a circle. I can, yeah. even. Okay. Yeah, some people can't draw straight circles. Well, so. that's okay. Um, maybe they can call it the gatekeeper. Call what the gatekeeper? The hula hoop. Okay. Or themselves. Okay. Yeah, because you know what? It's a bubble. It's a, a space. So... Maybe they should decide that who enters their bubble and who stays on the outside of their bubble. True. Okay. So, so you're the gatekeeper of the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. And so what about if you let somebody into your bubble? So how far do you let them close? Like if you're standing in the middle of your hula hoop, your bubble, how far do you let somebody in? I guess that would be the gatekeeper's choice. All right. So however close, because, you know, some people, I, I let them, I don't let them, I'll let them into my bubble, but they have to stay over there by the gate, okay, mm-hmm. by the entrance. And then there's other people that, I mean, they're, I let them right here beside me. The ones you trust. That's true. The if ones you don't that I trust, trust them, I don't even let them in my bubble. Right. So how do you feel when someone invades your bubble without permission? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, they just, they just barrel themselves in. Mm-hmm. What do you do and how do you act? In fact, we're going to talk a lot about that today, about yeah. somebody invading your bubbles, because that's really There's important. There's three different ways to act. Mm-hmm. How's that? Fly, fight, flight, or freeze. And I'm one that I flight, I run. If something frightens me really bad, I run away. You do? Uh, yes. I run far away. I okay. get out of the area. You, do. you know what? If you're in danger, you got to fight for yourself because I run away. Yes, you do. Okay. So <laughs> Remember that. 
that store produce store we stopped at. Oh yes, this has been a while, and it yeah. was so funny. It was what we there was this. It was a, like a mom pops produce. I mean, they were the nicest people. Yeah, absolutely nicest people, and. We we went in there to get produce. They had really nice produce. And the first time we walked in, I mean, we didn't know these guys at all. All right. We, first time we walked in, I guess we must have had the word suckers on our forehead. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that guy was just so ornery. He Is that had, what it was? He had to do this to us. Okay. So we're looking around, and they had homemade jellies and jams and all the produce and stuff. And over on in part of the little building was this cage and it was a pretty good cage it was probably about the size of a i don't know it looked like a pet cage yeah it had the wires around it stood on a on um you know it was up from the ground legs Legs, yeah those thingies and inside of the cage it had a little house Uh and it had um had a little furry tail sticking out of that house and grass and um, and food food dish water dish and, you know, humanitarian yeah. thingy. And the guy, so we were curious. So we went over there. We went, he says, well, well go ahead and we'll just um, kick the cage. Oh, well, I didn't want to kick the cage because the cage, the, I didn't want to wake the animal up. He goes, no, it's okay. You can kick the cage. So I said, okay. So I kind of kicked it. And he, and he said, no, you have to kick it harder than that. So I thought, okay, I will. So I kicked it harder than that. And he said, no, harder. Let me show you. So he kicks it, and out flies this this thing. And I ran for the door and left. She did. And what I did, oh, this is who, what I am. I turned around. He was on my left side. I turned around, and I hit him. And I mean, I hit him. I can hit. I don't. I'm not that. If you would look at me, I'm not that mighty on the outside, but I can hit. And then I start apologizing. <laughs> she was almost to the door. No, I was outside, but I heard you apologizing, so I came back in. Yeah, because he was, yeah, he was definitely, um, I, I don't know if he ever did that again to somebody, but he knew that, you know, he probably should stay an arm's length from me the next time. Yeah. So I fight, she flights. There's some people that freeze. You just freeze. You can't do anything. It's like a deer in headlights. Yeah. And we have plenty of those around here this time of year. You know, how we define our boundaries is based on our past, most likely beginning in our childhood. If you have been abused, your bubble is going to look a lot different than someone who hasn't been abused. Absolutely. You know, we call them bubbles. They're not really bubbles, but they kind of represent bubbles. Uh, before healing versus bubbles after healing. Mm-hmm. They just, the two looks different. So, Annette, what, and if you guys did not um, hear our October 5th show, yeah. Annette had spoke about, and we we, written a, we have written a book, um, Turning the Curse into a Blessing. It's about Annette's healing. And she, she wrote... Um, she wrote about that. How was your bubble compared to that bubble there compared to what your bubble is today? Before I tell you all about that, I would like to tell you guys, if you want to uh, write to us questions, you can send it to 
our email and we can read it and answer it. And our email would be abadaddyhouse7 seven at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And, or if you don't mind calling in, you can call in at one eight 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 three four six nine one four one, And we'd love to talk to you. We would. But if you don't want to call in, you can email us. And, well, my bubble didn't look like a bubble. It had a lot of holes in it because I didn't know how to tell someone to stay out of my bubble. I didn't know the word no. I was not taught that. I was taught that you don't talk to people like that. You you uh, don't tell men especially no because men are hierarchies. And when you're disrespectful if you tell a man no. Okay. And so my bubbles were cracked. Or more like broke. You know, I drew a picture when I, lately I've drawn a picture of a little boy sitting in a light bulb. And the light bulb was all nice and shiny and like new. And he was blowing bubbles inside that. And the bubbles were were all forming around the top of the light bulb. And then a bird come along and cracked his light bulb. And pieces come falling off into the sky. And there was a big hole on the side of his light bulb. And all the bubbles were coming out of there. So his light bulb was ruined. That was my light bulb. That was your child. That was my childhood. Mm-hmm. And so that's how your your boundary line gets broke. Not a bird comes break it, but somebody in your life destroys it. Destroys you as a child. Yeah. And so mine's band-aided back together. So why, why God you, band-aided mine. Why didn't you get a new bubble? Because we live in a broken world, and you're after you've been destroyed like that, you're always healing. Okay. I mean, you know, you're not totally healed. Okay. Nobody can be totally fixed back together after somebody destroys you as bad they destroyed me. Right. So what you're saying is we will always have the bubble because it's always part of us, but we can, we can mend it, we can extend it. And we can we can move from a weak bubble to a stronger one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's I've been healed from oh so much, so much, but there's times when a memory will come to me that yeah that I'm hurting from right, and I'll go there and get it healed and talk to God mm-hmm. about it and work through it. Something will come along and trigger me. Yep. And I have emotional feelings about it. So that's what I mean by you're not totally healed. And, you know, I do the same thing. I have to, I go to God in prayer and he mm-hmm. helps with my bubbles too. Because my not, breaks. everybody's wounded. Yep. We have to go to break in, in a little bit. And when we get back, we want you guys to have your phones ready because we would love to have you guys call in. Because not, we want men and women to call in, not cats and dogs. Because we talk to people on this. We do cats and dogs in our office. We do talk, we do talk to cats and dogs. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. We have even, even doggy biscuits yep. in our office. Yep. So we're going to have a little game we're going to play with you guys if you call in. And it's going to be of asking. We're going to do a scenario. And then you guys get to answer questions from that scenario. It'll be fun. Come on. Come on. Let us play. Don't be shy. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just going to be a fun little game. So come on and 
call us. Don't make Myrna and I play with each other. I, I don't want... I, I Annette and I spend a lot of time together, so... Call in. You'll get to pick a bubble from one to four. All right? There's yeah. no right or wrong answers. You aren't going to get graded on. Okay? Yeah. And I want everybody who's gone to our Facebook page and that is wanting to donate to us to remember we're a nonprofit organization. And we would, if you want a receipt from us, you'll have to leave an address for us so that we can send you a receipt. So... Come on, people. Call in. When we come back from the show, we'll have a game to play with you. Alrighty. Don't be shy. So, email abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com or call. All right. 1-888-346-9141. Thanks, guys. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. We're back from break. Come on, you guys. Call us. We have a neat game to play. We know someone wants to call. We can hear them thinking. <laughs> we can feel their spirits. Don't be holding back. Take your first step over that weak, weak boundary. And have some fun with us. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to show you what it's what we're just asking. Okay, we'll play the game ourselves. We'll give you together. an example. We'll give you an, an example. Yeah. Okay. Because we're big girls. Yeah, we are. 
Okay, most of the time. Sometimes. <laughs> okay. All right. You, you know that fake it till you make it? All right. All right, so which, who do you want to be? Um, I'm going to be Sarah because I like the name. Okay. And so, Sarah, you're, you've called in. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for calling in. I think I have strong boundaries, so I All thought right. I'd play it and see. Okay. One to four. Pick a number. One to four. Uh, four. Four. All righty. Here it is. Aha. Your teenager has a cell phone. And Wait a minute. I don't have a teenager. <laughs> well, let's pretend you have a teenager. Oh, okay. Okay. And loves to surf the web and to text. Okay. Then she takes after me. Probably. Although you are paying the bill, oh. your teen objects to you checking up on her and checking up on the usage. Would you, okay, one, agree to not look at your teen's phone to avoid an argument about privacy? Two, look at your teen's phone while he or she is sleeping? Or three, Insist that you will look at your teen's phone despite the complaining. So your teen has a cell phone, surfs web, texts, you pay the bill, but the teen will not let you check up on the usage. I don't think she has a choice. What do you mean? Because I'm paying the bill for one thing, and number two, she's living in my house. Number three, she's a a teenager. She can't tell me what I'll do. She's a kid. So I think it'd be number three. You would insist that you would look that you would look at your teen's phone, yeah. despite the complaining. Yeah, because I'm the one raising her. Okay, she's not raising me. All right. So what's what about you agree to not look at your teen's phone because you don't want to you want to avoid what the argument. What if she's I'm paying the bill and she's got so many usage hours or hours whatever those things called. And what called? if she's going over that? I'm paying the bill. Oh, you mean like you open the bill and you have, um, what are those things, charges, extra charges? Yeah. Okay. And what if it's going on and on and on? She has to know that she only has a certain amount of usage. Okay. So are, so you'd be teaching her boundaries, responsibility. Uh, okay. Not only that, I want to make sure she's not going surfing the web to places that is bad for her. Right. There's a lot of bad stuff on the Internet. Yes, there is. And teener. Teenagers get involved in stuff they shouldn't. Everybody does, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, we've dealt with some adults that do that. All right, what about the one that says you'll look at the, you'll go in and you'll sneak real clo- real quietly and while, they're sli- while she's sleeping in. I don't believe home. in that. I Why don't not? believe your children, I believe your children should have a right to know what you're looking at on them. I don't think you should sneak their diaries. I don't think you should sneak in the room. I think you need to let them know what you're looking at. Okay. It's their privilege. Okay. You wouldn't want them sneaking into your stuff, would exactly. you? Exactly. So you'd be trying to build trust. Yes, and you're also teaching them to be honest. Okay. Trust, respect, honesty. Yeah. Okay. I think I agree with you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. And you lived through it. Yeah, I didn't die. You didn't die. Thank goodness. See how, see, guys, that wasn't hard, was it? It was a little because I am not Sarah. I lied to you. Oh, no. Here comes the truth. It's really a net, huh? Uh-huh. I took my black hair off and and stayed with my regular color hair. Oh, gosh. How I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very observable, am I? No. All right. So let's go with... 
let's talk about healthy boundaries then because that's kind of what that's what you chose was a healthy boundary the other one the agree to not look at the teen's phone to avoid arguments that was a weak boundary and the second one was to sneak in the room that's called it's it's rigid but it's called my way or the highway and i think everybody identifies with that one i think a few of us might have some of those in our lives my way or, or the, the highway, highway. Okay. Stay off that highway. Yeah. So healthy boundaries. Let me see. Let's let's kind of draw a picture in our mind or on your piece of paper, whichever. Just don't grab the crayons from the kids too much. Okay. Healthy boundaries. They're healthy bubbles. They're full of air, yet still flexible. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, you know, just think about blowing up a bubble. Blowing. Oh, let's hey. think about your kids for a minute. Okay. Because you know what? If you want your children to grow up and respect you, then I think that parents need to learn to respect their kids because children learn what they live. Okay. And if you don't give your children the same respect you want from them, then they're not going to give it to you. And sneaking in their rooms or yelling and screaming at your children Everything that you do to your child, they're going to do to you or they're going to end up with unhealthy boundaries because of the simple reason that whatever you do to them, you're teaching them. And the Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. He isn't talking about a beating rod. He's talking about a measuring rod, measuring how far your child can go. And that's why when that thing talked about looking at her phone with her with her with you that means letting her know you're going to look at exactly. it even if she hollers she's going to holler because she wants her way but explain to her that you know it's not good for you and I'm paying the bill when you can get a job and pay your own phone I will respect you and not look at the hours and the minutes you're on it but as long as you're a young girl, not of 18, living in my home, I still will expect to check up to see where you're going. But then you can have all the minutes you want as long as you're paying for it. Yep. But children still have to live by rules. Right. They need to learn that there's rules in life, but do it with love. Exactly. Exactly. So with healthy boundaries, that's the example you gave, that you're flexible, and you're inviting, but you're still, um, I would say you're still full of hot air, but you're not. <laughs> well, I am, but you know how it is. Sometimes I leave the hot air and balloon in my room. <laughs> That's right. When you have healthy boundaries, what Annette just said was that it benefits you and it benefits the other person. So it's a win-win. It's a total win-win. And they're well-defined. Annette explained to the child, hey, you know what? This is the way it's going to be right now. But, look, you know, if you can do it this way when you get a job, that's fine. So well-defined. You make your own decisions, and you look out, but you look out for the interests while take considering other people's um, interests. And, and there's another thing that I, we've had experience with parents on. They go overboard on putting the boundary line down on kids. They go too far one way and not enough the other way because children need to be able to make decisions too. 
Mm-hmm. They do. And if you don't give them a chance to make decisions, then they learn to be angry children and they learn to be... Well, what, what comes to my mind? Yes. What comes to my mind is sneaky. Yeah. They're going to sneak out. They're going to. They are going to do stuff behind your back, and that's part of the rebellion. Yeah. Because if you don't let them do it, they're going to. They're going to find a way to do it. I mean, give your children things to make decisions in, and trust their judgment, because children can make good decisions after a certain age, and. You got to show them that you trust them and that you think they make good decisions. You raised them. My goodness. If you raise them up to be about 16, 17 years old, they should be able to make some good decisions. If yeah. you if you've raised them in the right way. So what you're saying is maybe the parents need to trust their parenting skills? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I mean, your kids going to sleep? Yeah. And a kid is going to uh, do things that they, that you don't do because they're kids. Right. Don't expect them to be an adult. Right. There's another thing that on for healthy boundaries, take responsibility for your feelings and don't carry somebody else's feelings with you. You're not responsible for theirs. You're only responsible for yours. And we're going to, um, as we go into break, real quick, Here's an example. Your friends tell several inappropriate jokes at a party in front of mixed company that you feel are offensive. Okay, A healthy person would pull, aside, pull that person aside later and talk about their discomfort with what you, that person said. Healthy boundary would say, hey, come on, you know, when it's appropriate, I need to talk to you about what was just said. I want to talk to you. This, this sounds like I'm always violent, but I want to talk to you about a time that happened to me in a grocery store just not too long ago. We, we sit hours about hearing people's stories, and sometimes those stories are not always pleasant. And so we have to debrief. We ha- I mean, we, we try to leave them at the office, but sometimes it's just hard. And so we got the message from my husband, Larry, hey, I need ice cream and we need bread. Get that? I need ice cream. We need bread. So I went to the grocery store. Wasn't and- it Fred he needed? <laughs> <laughs> and we went to the grocery store. And uh, it was, you know, it's hard. It's an important decision to pick out Larry's ice cream. It's serious stuff. So I, I stood there and I thought, oh, heavens, let's just get vanilla. He can put whatever he wants on it. You know, default vanilla. So with the choice made, I shut the freezer door and I turned towards the bread shelf, headed down that aisle. There were lots of people in the aisle that night. And a man came into my bubble Okay, I had just, I had the ice cream in my hand. It was a gallon, one of those big buck gallon thingies. A man came into my bubble and he said, not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what he said because you're going to have to come back from break and you're going to have to tell, I'll tell you the rest of the story. And no, I'm not Paul Harvey, but we'll tell you the rest of the story when we come back from break. And remember, you can email us. Okay, the scenario wasn't hard. We got the email right in front of us, abbeyhouse7 at gmail.com, or you can call, and it is 188. Come on, Annette, give me the 346 9141. Okay, it's not hard to call in, guys. So we will see you, we will talk with you at the other end of the break. And you'll like to see you guys so bad. I do. I want to see you on my show. I want to see you. I want to see you on my. G- on my Gmail account coming up. All right. 
We'll be back from break, and I'll let you know what the guy said and what I did. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abbadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Hey, we're back. Remember, I'm a fighter. Annette's a flighter. All right. So I was in the grocery store, just picked out Larry's ice cream when a man entered my bubble and he was he was close. He whispered into my ear, my right ear, which is good because I'm almost deaf in my left. So he said, huh? <laughs> he said, I like your boots without hesitation and i mean took them off and gave them to him <laughs> right <laughs> without hesitation i hit him so hard between the shoulder blades that he he lunged forward now there's usually not that many people in a grocery store at that time of night especially in cottonwood idaho of a town of, i don't know how many is in cottonwood maybe 3000 i don't know maybe but, but i may be pushing it yeah it seemed like the whole town was in that aisle that night. <laughs> and so for me, I was sitting in the vehicle. Yeah, she vehicle. was in the car, yeah. And I mean, I, he lunged forward. And I can tell you this. His, it was cold, and he had on a, a denim jacket, but it had that, um, like, wool sheep's thingy on the inside. And it was thick. But I hit him that Thank hard. Thank goodness it cushioned the blow It probably is, because if it would have been a shirt, I would have really, he would have been on the floor. So, yeah. And I, I've never seen that man again. He probably, he probably. <laughs> he stayed out of that grocery store on purpose. Probably, or he saw me and went in another aisle. I don't know. But I wonder if he learned to not get in anyone's bubble. I know he learned not to get in mine again. 
know what? Your be- your bubble may be cracked. <laughs> you hit too many people. I do, don't I? I mean, I am a fighter. So, and I've worked on that. I mean, that is an indication that that I've had my bubble cracked. And so, and I have worked on my cracked bubble. I mean, we're on. I'm we're honest here, guys. Everybody's been wounded. And um, yeah, I used have to be worked when on I it. Told her she was cracked. She'd just say, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've talked about healthy boundaries. They're flexible. You feel comfortable letting people in, and you tell people when to leave. Okay, so it's in and out. It's healthy air. So let's talk about um, weak boundaries. Weak boundaries. Weak boundaries. They're low on air. Yeah. They're kind of wimpy looking. It's like when somebody just don't quite have enough air to blow up a balloon and they blow it part way up. Okay. And it's just you kinda of, it just hangs there and you it dangles. Yeah. You expect it to stand up on a stick mm-hmm. and it goes Okay. <laughs> I I'm sure you all heard the um you heard that the noise. Was the sound effects. Yeah, that was the sound effects because you should have been here for the hand. <laughs> it was I'm sure you heard that. Okay. Weak boundaries is when you are, you are unable to say no, even when you really don't want to do something. Now, again, you can have you can have healthy boundaries with one person, and weak boundaries with someone else. Like, I could have healthy boundaries with um, my child, my adult child, but I would tend to, especially when they were little, have weak weaker boundaries with my grandchildren. So, yeah, they can yeah. push you to. Yeah. Uh, they, all they just look with those exactly. little sweet faces and yeah. give in. Yeah. So, you know, that's weak boundaries versus healthy boundaries. Um, and when you're trying, have you ever met somebody that they try to fix you? A fixer? A fixer. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them. So, actually, you would think that they were like overbearing and um, they just bounce right into your world and going to fix everything and fix you. Actually, they have weak boundaries. That doesn't make sense, does it? But they do. They have weak boundaries because if they focus on you and to fix you, then they don't have to fix themselves. Does that make sense? They don't have to fix themselves. So they can just focus on you. And they don't have to worry about their own boundaries. What about when people put their needs and wants of others before your own? Have you ever done that, Annette? I've got a problem. Oh, no, she has a problem. I'm sad nobody's emailed us. And I'm, they haven't called us. Is there any listeners out there? Oh, no. Is do we there have anybody to, that's hearing us? Do we have to break out the Kleenexes? Uh, I won't cry. Oh. That'd be a broken boundary. Okay. Crying is a broken well, boundary? I guess I got that, too, because I cried on the first show. <laughs> <laughs> I think crying could be a healthy boundary. Well, it can be. It depends on what you're crying for. Okay. But I guess I could cry for nobody listening to us. Would that be a us. manipulation? It would be. Uh, I don't think that's a healthy boundary. <laughs> Ooh, what, would, what kind of boundary would that be? <laughs> That would be uh, 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 probably the show. Um, what my way or the highway? What's Robert? He's our show. Uh, or executive producer. Executive producer saying you can't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we probably hear about that one. So, what about, on weak boundaries? 
when you put your needs and wants of others before your own. That's pretty well learned in childhood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Since uh, that's what I had. Yeah. Um, it's when you don't trust yourself or others. Yeah. And when you try to fix the problem yourself mm-hmm. by putting yourself, it's kind of like when somebody has to go over a broken bridge, you lay yourself down where the brokenness is and let them walk over you. And and we're not saying that self-sacrifice is wrong, okay? But if you self, self-sacrifice and self-sacrifice and self-sacrifice and go on and on and on, and at the risk of never taking care of self. Like when my brother was always messing with me, and then when he went to prison, I put all this stuff under my bed mm-hmm. because he ordered me to. Exactly. And that was, it wasn't because I wanted to, it was because I couldn't say no. If you self-sacrifice, but you, all, but you also have your own needs met, then I think that would be healthy. Mm-hmm. But if you self-sacrifice, that's hard to say, guys. If you self-sacrifice and never have your needs met. That's unhealthy. That's unhealthy. That's weak boundaries. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, so this guy was at a party, okay? And he told the jokes that was unpleasant, inappropriate jokes, okay? So the healthy one waited and took the person aside later and um, told them. Now... The weak boundary person at the, in the same scenario would say nothing because no one at the party seemed to mind. That's what a weak person, weak person, weak boundary person would do. They would just say nothing because they didn't want to rock the boat. They didn't want to confront. What, Annette? She has some. You guys should see her face. No, she has. I thought we're gonna play another game. Oh, we are. Yeah. Okay. Let's play another game. Okay. You're going to be the caller. I'm going to be the caller? Yeah. I thought I was just the caller. I was. I was Mary. Or I was the caller. Oh, that's right. Okay. You're going to be the caller All right. now. All right. My name is um, um, Sue. Okay. Hello, Sue. I'm glad you called in. Actually, I did. And uh, you really willing to play the game with us? Really willing. Let me think about my boundaries. Okay, sure. Why not? Okay. What do you want? One, two, three, or four? Two. Two. Okay. Because what's-her-name already did four. Don't you remember? But you could do it again. Nope. Okay. Nope. Not going to do it because, <sighs> nope. Yeah, because you got strong boundaries, oh, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> Healthiest one around. Okay. You invite yep. a friend with kids to stay at I your hate home. kids. Go ahead. You hate kids? Go ahead. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? I know I'm laughing because you hate kids. Go ahead. Then why would you invite them to your house to stay overnight? I had. I was trying to just be kind of like a friend thing. <laughs> I didn't want the kids to come. You invite a friend with kids to stay at your home during yeah. the weekend, get together. Yeah. But as they leave, your home looks. Looks like a mess, disaster area. Would you, would you ask your friend to help tidy up before they leave or look the other way and say you enjoyed the visit and spend all time, all the time cleaning up or fume inside, never invite them again. We're going to go to No, no, we have, no, no. Let me look. Let me look. Let me think. 
I come over, she brings her friends, I hate, I, she brings her kids, this friend of mine, kids weren't invited, um, they, the kids are messy, yeah. they're just messy, so you know what I think I would do, I would just fume inside and never invite them again, <laughs> never ever, mark them off my social list, that's it, I'm done. Really? Okay. Do it. Would you like to get an appointment with us? No, I'm fine. So tell me, tell me what, tell me. Well, I think that if you would never invite them again, yeah, fume inside, yeah. What's going to happen if I fume inside? You're going, you're going to be kind of tied up, messy. It's that's a rigid boundary. So it's my rigid. No, but do you feel realize how upset you're going to be? No, no, I just won't have them over again. I'll get over it. I don't think you would, because if you keep doing that over and over and over, you're not going to have any friends. Well, I guess that's something I'll have to deal with. So tell me, Miss Miss Annette, what's the right? What's your right answer? I know what mine was. I think I would ask my friend to help tidy up. Because that way you've got help cleaning the house. You think those kids are going to clean up? Oh, no. No, not the kids, but her mo- their mother. They made the mess. They can pick up a few things. They can pick up their toys. I don't think so. Kids do pick up toys. Yeah, well. Have you ever had kids around you that picked up toys? Nope. Well, maybe she has a, her kids under control. Maybe. But maybe she should have volunteered to clean it up anyway. But ask her. Okay. All right, what, so what, what about the other one? What about that look-the-other-way thing? Um, depends on what kind of a problem she's having. Depends on if the kids are, are mental or if they're having problems or things like that. And if she's having problems, then I would look the other way okay. and clean it up myself. But the best thing is to ask them to help clean it up. If they could play fine and do all that stuff, then they could clean it up. Okay, fine. Fine. We're well, going to talk about rigid, rigid boundaries. Yeah. We have- we're headed to break, and when it's time, to, we'll, we'll discuss boundaries when we come back. And being blamed for something you're not responsible for, it's going to be a, a good thing when we come back. So people call in. Yeah. I don't, you know, you know how my boundaries are rigid. Call in or email us already. Yeah. 1-888-346-9141. See you on the other side of break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. 
plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Okay, so I think Sue gave us a really good um, example of rigid boundaries, my way or the highway. Yeah, I thought she was never going to give in. I tried talking to I her. Did. Was- Sue didn't give in. I know, she, she well, okay, a little bit. Well, maybe. So that bu- that bubble would be overextended. I mean, we are talking a huge bubble that's overextended, blown out of proportion. I was going to give her a business card. <laughs> <laughs> Probably needs one. And and they're fuming inside, and when because they won't view other people's um, ideas, suggestions, or anything. And we know people like that. Yeah, we do. And they keep people at an emotional distance, at an arm's length, is what the saying is. And, you know, and these are the people, it's, it's amazing, because I'm really not like that, guys, but always expect something in return for what they do. If I'm going to help you, what are you going to do for me? Or they know everything. 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 Yeah. And they rarely invite people into their space. And so what Annette said was true about you, you're going to be lonely because they aren't going to have friends. They don't? They do not because... They they don't they're not inviting. Well, when someone talks to them about their plans, they out talk them exactly. So and ex- what and as far as the party where the guy talks about you know the the crude jokes, the healthy one would pull them aside. The weak one wouldn't say anything. The my way the highway person would just cringe and look away, hoping that the uh, the crude joke guy would just pick up on his disapproval. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to. How to build healthy boundaries because we want to leave you with something positive instead of Sue. All right. One thing we use in therapy is HALT, H-A-L-T, and that is hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Mm -hmm. So write that down, H-A-L-T. Please write that down, okay? Grab another crayon, H-A-L-T. 
those are warning signs that you need to step back and regroup. When you're hungry, that is not the time to make a decision because you're hungry and you're gripey. Well, I'm hungry and gripey. Maybe you guys don't get hungry and gripey, but I get hungry and gripey. Angry. Oof. We all know that when we're angry, that's not a good time to converse. That's a time to take a time out. Yeah. When you're lonely, man, you that's not you a good time. Depressed. Yeah, you are depressed. That's a time when you shouldn't be talking to people about stuff. And tired. Oh, my goodness. When I'm tired, I want to be left alone. I just want to go to bed. So hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Don't make any rash decisions. Exactly. When you're, tired. <laughs> when you're like that, warning signs, okay? And you need to get to know your limits. Right. If you can figure, if you know, you know when you're hungry, angry, lonely, and tired, well, you can figure out what your limits are and when you can handle a situation and when you can't, like emotionally. Road rage. Road rage emotional. Yeah, I know people with road rage. Man, you get in the car with them and your ears are about ring. <laughs> so if you're, if, you're, if, if you're one of those road rager people, maybe you need to pull aside and, and just sit for a few minutes. Take some deep breaths. Uh-huh, and calm down. This is what I have a habit of saying to somebody that's in a car with me that has road rage and they're driving. I go, you know what? That other person can't hear you. She says, no, but it does me good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sure. So there's a, there's a limit there emotionally. If you're just bent, then take a time out and get get re- regenerated, rejuvenated. Excuse me. I, How about physical? Don't content, condemn yourself because you're a... You are physically limited. I can't even say words today. Physically limited. People do cut their own selves down. Because they can't. Maybe they have MS. Maybe they have a broken arm that hasn't healed for a year year and a half. Exactly. And don't let your family and others put you down. Okay? Don't do that. Just because you can't physically do it. Everybody can't do everything physically. And as the older we get, the more we realize the more we groan because we can't do it. That's right. (laughs) Mentally. All right. So let's say your marriage is in turmoil, stressful job, and the kids are yelling. Is that a good time Uh, to make a decision? No. Know your limits. That's the time when you say, I need some me time. Exactly. And you go to a room or you go somewhere where you can sit and do something you like. Mm -hmm. Make you feel better. That's me time. That's right. And know your limit spiritually. Yes. Get to know what your spiritual gift is and accept what it is and accept who that other person, what that other person's spiritual gift is also. Yeah. And don't, don't criticize others. No. I mean, people, sometimes people have a spiritual gift and because somebody else don't have it, they'll criticize them. Exactly. Work together as a team, guys. Yeah. So figure out your limits emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. And you know what? This sounds so simple. But healthy boundaries, to build healthy boundaries, you need to use words such as, you know, no, no. Mm-hmm. or I choose not to do whatever. Right. Or people will use you until you drop. Yep. Because if you don't know that word no, and you say yes all the time, they don't have to look for somebody else to use. Yeah. Also, I disagree. Mm-hmm. And... One of the things we actually heard from the pulpit this last Sunday at our church was, you can agree to disagree. Yep. And we've heard it before because you can. You have all these people in the world. You are going to agree and you with know, some and disagree with others. If, if you have a relationship, 
the best way to calm down an argument is to say, you know, we're just going to have to agree to, to disagree, disagree on this Absolutely. one. You don't always have to have the same opinion. No. It's okay to agree to disagree. And Annette and I have done that. Yeah. And also, just the simple word, stop. Yeah. Oh, Annette, we have about three minutes left. Could you talk about turning the other cheek? Oh, if you that's want in the, my version? I want to share yeah, Because, you know, it's in Matthew chapter in Math- 5. Yeah, in Matthew it talks about turning, when someone slaps you on one side of your cheek, turn the other cheek so they can slap the other side. But you know what I say? you got two sets of cheeks. If there's a thing going and you don't want to be involved in it, turn your lower cheeks and walk <laughs> away. Best thing to do is walk away from a situation because you don't have to keep it going. Exactly. You're not going to be fueling it that way. I always tell clients, then walk away from it. If your husband and you are arguing, turn your cheeks around and walk away. Exactly. Because better not to argue. Don't engage. Absolutely. Okay. And something else about building healthier boundaries is believe you are worthy. That's right. Believe you are precious. Believe that your opinion counts. I mean, after all, God didn't make junk, did he? That's right. He didn't make stupid people either. No. Believe you don't deserve to be beaten, ignored, abused. Believe you can do this. Because you know what? There's no such thing as I can't do it. That's right. Develop the skill of having strong boundaries by watching others. Okay. And try it. Trial and error. And one really important thing is invite Jesus into your bubble. He's not invasive. He understands. He teaches. He teaches. He he helps mend the bubbles. He's he's a safe bubble friend. Yeah, he mended mine. He did. He did. I don't know where I'd be today if God didn't come in and heal me. Well, I know where I'd be. I wouldn't be here on earth anymore. That's right. Most likely. So you can build bubbles, build your own, excuse me, healthy boundaries in your bubble, okay? You want to have a flexible one. You want to be the gatekeeper, the one that, who lets, them, lets people in and asks people to leave. You can do that, all right? Just remember, you are worthy. You are precious. You can contact us afterwards um, at 208-962-7384. But, and, and some of our resources, because I, I don't want to leave this out, came from BoundariesBooks.com. Annette, what, uh, introduce next week's show. Oh, I'm, I'm writing next week's show. It's called uh, Buckets and Cans. And I'm not even going to give you guys a little bit on it because it's going to be that much more mysterious for you. Just buckets know it's Buckets and Cans. And cans. Okay, yeah. and just remember, you can look at, um, connect with us on Facebook.com backslash forward slash God's Girls 7, Twitter.com forward slash God's Girls 7, Abadaddyhouse 7 at gmail.com, or outside of the broadcast time, 1208 962 7384. And if anybody's wanted to send any donations to us, we are a nonprofit organization. So leave an address where we can send receipts. Okay. Thank you for listening. And um, if you want a hula hoop right now, that's fine. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out. 
next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.